Fifty years ago this month, Martin Luther King was assassinated just as he was helping to put together the Poor People's Campaign of 1968. Today, and every subsequent day, thousands of people will be foreclosed upon and thousands more evicted from apartments they have called home. Ten years ago, as this crisis was just beginning to fully emerge, John Prine wrote a song that goes like this. Lock the door and board the windows Put the people in the street It's just my job, he says I'm sorry And draws a check, goes home to eat But at night he tells his woman I know I hide behind the laws She says you're only taking over that's how every empire falls. Welcome to another episode of Love and War, the podcast in which the irresistible force overcomes the immovable object. I'm your host, Lee Ballinger. I'm an author, poet, and producer based in Los Angeles. If you want to know more, check out my bio on Facebook, L-E-E. B-A-L-L-I-N-G-E-R. You can hit me up at rockrap at AOL.com, R-O-C-K-R-A-P, or on Facebook. Shooter, a shooter. Okay, okay is anybody injured? Yes, yes, a lot of blood. Please help, please. Today, we take to the streets in over 800 marches around the globe and demand common sense gun laws. And when it comes to gun violence and gun laws, these politicians are going to have to understand that it's not about their personal views anymore. We voted you into office because you were going to keep our best interests at heart, and you did not. Imagine a country that allows its children to be slaughtered and does nothing about it. According to the Washington Post, over 2 million Americans attended marches against gun violence on March 24th, spearheaded by teenagers from Marjorie Stoneman Douglas High School in Parkland, Florida, where 17 students were killed in February. These heroic marches raised the stakes on the issue of not just school shootings, but of violence in America in general. The police shoot thousands of people every year in the United States. There are stand-your-ground laws on the books in some 30 states, placed there by pressure from the corporate-funded American Legislative Exchange Council. In Florida alone, this law has been responsible for the shooting of some 130 people, including Trayvon Martin. In most cases, the killer did not even face trial. America is exceptionally violent because it has an exceptionally violent history, a history which arose from slavery. The violence was necessary to control the slaves and, after the Civil War, their descendants. 
the history of slavery includes the violence done to democracy, such as the Electoral College, embedded in the Constitution in order to ensure that slave owners would continue to control our country. In 2016, Donald Trump lost the popular vote by almost 3 million votes, but won in the Electoral College. Call it slavery's revenge. At the massive March for Our Lives rally in Washington, D.C., one young speaker boldly stated that today is the beginning of a bright new future for our country. If the hundreds of thousands of people who march nationwide can sustain their connection and deepen their unity, he may well be right. Black Rose, the founder of Zoom Black Magic Radio, says that we're still slaves, he writes. I grew up in a cotton camp in California's San Joaquin Valley, which has been dominated for decades by corporate farmers. They became rich from our sweat and blood. At about age five or six, you would be given a small sack so you could learn to pick. Your hands would be burning, cut because you're stuck from the ends of the cotton balls. The school system tolerated the students staying out of school for as much as a month at a time. The excuse was, the farmers have to bring in the crop. Many of us today are sick because of the defoliants we were exposed to in the fields. My mother died from it. On the other hand, I've been in the homes of these gentlemen ranchers. They have airstrips there. They fly over the acreage and radio down to their section bosses. Then they talk about their hard day's work. Every one of them gets federal subsidies, corporate welfare, but they all like to talk about how lazy the people are. These are your die-hard conservatives. Today, we can unite because the system has cast us all aside. Begrudgingly, because you still have people believing that based upon race or status, the opportunity is waiting just around the corner. But for some reason, it hasn't arrived just yet. I remember when they brought the machines in to pick the cotton. What happened to these people? Many of them wound up incarcerated or on drugs. The prison industry has replaced the slave labor camps, which had replaced plantation slavery. But now we've got slave labor camps all over again. It's not cotton anymore, a bunch of blacks and Mexicans in the field. Now they've got some of everybody inside of an institution, and they're working them. The reason I use the word slave is because they are hiring out that prison labor for nothing. But technology doesn't have to be an enemy to us poor people. It can be very helpful. There's another possible scenario with the machines. We have the technology to create enough for everyone. The San Joaquin Valley, from Bakersfield to Sacramento, is the breadbasket of the world, the horn of plenty. Plenty for whom? Corporate farmers. As far as the eye can see in any direction, all the land is owned by just one man. To do what with it? With California agriculture under the control of the corporate farmers, we have a situation where 3 million adults in California do not have enough to eat. And the land and the people who've worked it have been poisoned. We need to have a vision of what will happen when we, the public, take control of that breadbasket away from the corporate farmers who have proven that they are not qualified to own it. We will make sure that everyone has plenty to eat. 
We will live in harmony with Mother Earth instead of poisoning her. Crime rates will go way down. The days of slavery will finally be over. I have a new book out called Love and War, My First 30 Years of Writing. You can download a copy absolutely free at loveandwarbook.com. That's loveandwarbook.com. Let me know what you think of it. West Virginia teachers recently concluded a nine-day strike that was of great significance because, A, they want a 5% pay raise and at least the possibility of resolving the problems of funding their health care. B, the strike wasn't just of or for teachers, but for all school service workers. C, the strike has served as an inspiration to other teachers in Oklahoma, Kentucky, and other states. It should be noted that in 2016, according to West Virginia Public Radio, 40% of West Virginia teachers voted for Donald Trump. The main reason for the Trump vote was the failure of the Democrats to offer an alternative in West Virginia or anywhere else. We need to stop judging people based on who they voted for. We need to unite based on our common needs. When that happens, as it did in the West Virginia teacher strike, Progress is made. One tribe, one kind, one planet, one race. It's all one blood, don't care about your face. Color of your eye or the tone of your skin. Don't care where you are, don't care where you've been. Because where we going to go is where we want to be. The place where the native language is unity. And the continent is called Pangea. And the main ideas are connected like a sphere. Do I speak for the world? Let's finish up with a quote of the week, this time from Tracy Thorne of Everything But The Girl, who said, Sometimes I can't quite remember which wave I am. I'd rather put all the waves together and be an ocean. That's it for now. If you see me on the street, smile back. Because together we will.